what's up, you fantasy freaks and geeks? James Coe here with you from Yahoo Sports. You are listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast, one of the best fantasy football podcasts you can listen to. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Welcome in everybody to the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast where every yard counts providing you play decimal scoring. I am your host Rob Grimwood. As always you can find me on the Twitter at FFBritBaller and the show at F10Y Fantasy. I apologise as you can tell I am full of man flu and that is why there was no show for you last week and that is why this show is going to be quite a short one as we're just going to fly through what's ahead in week two. <clears throat> so excuse me, I am going to be coughing and spluttering and I'll try not to do as much as I can but please give me the benefit of the doubt. Wow, week one is in the books and I don't know about you but I had a fairly shocking start to uh to uh 2019 fantasy football i'll be completely honest um my my teams I've, i think I, I think i've whittled it down to i think i'm in 14 leagues i think i won four i lost 10 and the most brutal thing is i was winning like maybe six or seven as we headed into monday yeah i got done in four leagues on monday night uh, Oakland, Denver, and New Orleans versus Houston. Uh, my fancy teams took a smash. I mean, two of my leagues, I was on the sleeper. It gives you the percentage of how likely you are to win. And on both of them, I was like 98%. I was like, yes, all right. I went to bed Monday night thinking, yeah, it's going to take a miracle for both leagues to lose. Well, guess what? <laughs> both leagues lost. And quite unbelievably woke up on the wrong side of bed on Tuesday was not a happy chappy but we move on we have to move on it's week two and there's still so much time left in fantasy football Uh, and yeah we're here to gear you up to get you in the position to win your leagues and to get into the playoffs at the very least so with that in the forefront of our minds, let's head into week two. And uh, this show is going to be a, a sort of a 20, 25 minute show um, where I'm just going to go through the, the waiver ads, uh, which has wonderfully been written by uh, Andy Moore, one of our writers. He's wrote, uh, written the uh, waiver wire column this week. So I'm just going to go through that uh, really and, and add a few names in of myself to see um, who's available. So maybe some players to avoid as well, actually, because there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding some players after week one. It's not always the true story I have learned from my 10 or so years playing fantasy football. Uh, nonetheless, there's also some, some drop candidates as well. And we're going to go through the week two start sits. It's pretty early. It's uh, we're sitting here Wednesday. Uh, well, I guess it's not early because tomorrow there's another game. So, uh, yeah. Yikes! <laughs> it comes around quick. Um, this should be out by by then, providing Tim does his wonderful um, producing job that he does and gets this up live on Thursday. We'll hope so. And uh, no news tonight. Um, to be honest, I don't know if my voice can hold out uh, to do a whole new segment as well. So without further ado, let's get in to the meat of the show. <laughs> Waiver wire. 
Yes, that is my um, very bad American accent. Um, I apologise, uh, but get used to it. Um, <laughs> my poor wife has to. Um, anyway, nonetheless, let's get into the waiver wire. I'm, I'm just going to, like I said, I'm going to read through what Andy has written for the full 10 yards this week on the waiver column. And I also add in a few of my own as well. Uh, we'll get started with the quarterback position. Um, none selected by Andy this week, but I will go ahead and just mention that uh, Gardner Minshew, the uh, backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was rookie out of Wazoo. Um, man, he's got such an incredible story. If you don't know much about Gardner Minshew, basically uh, he, he came into the, the league, uh, in, into college football through the JUCO system, junior college, uh, and Nick Saban over at Alabama uh, promised him that he'd be the third quarterback in Alabama. Um, and it was all set to, to, to be uh, part of the Crimson Tide. But then uh, Washington State, Came in and took him, and um, they've got a big air raid system there at Wazoo. And he, yeah, he shone. He, he really did. He was he was an outsider for the, the Heisman Trophy last year, by the way. Um, so, you know, he did make some noise in college football. Um, but for him to go from from Juco to, to being a third-string quarterback in, in Alabama, and, and he won't, wouldn't have got drafted for being in that position to all of a sudden last year going to, to Wazoo and and yeah being a really 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 good quarterback in college uh, and now it's a yeah, sixth round draft pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars and he's already got a really good opportunity as Nick Foles unfortunately goes down with a broken clavicle I do believe um, and uh, he came into the, the game against Kansas and, and looked great uh, I think he went something like what, uh, 22 of 25 for 275 four passing yards I want to say two touchdowns man he, he looked all right I mean I know it's Kansas City the defense is not great but you know he could be worth a pickup um you know especially in deeper leagues and this is a deeper league pickup uh, dynasty spot especially if you if you had Nick Foles or you know you've got one of those lesser quarterbacks for Joe Flacco or someone like that if god forbid you you're starting those sort of guys but yeah just to just to mention that he is available and if you are in a pinch in a two quarterback league or something like this and you've you've lost Nick Foles then go ahead and feel feel free to pick up Gardner Minshew cuz he he did he did have some good moments against Kansas City uh Case Keenum as well for Washington Redskins he's the starter for Washington obviously um he played on Sunday uh Dwayne Haskins is not in the picture at the moment uh, one to keep your eye out on but uh but no Case Keenum was fine uh, 380 passing yards, well, more than fine. That's pretty good. Three passing touchdowns, 27 fantasy points. That was a pretty good haul uh, for the former Ram and former Bronco, former Viking, the journeyman. So, yeah, again, he's another one that you can pick up and plug in uh, if you need to, but it's matchup dependent. Uh, okay, let's go through what Andy has written for running backs. He has gone for Ronald Jones, running back, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, owned in 49% of leagues tonight. Well, this is Wednesday being recorded, so a lot of the waivers have already gone through. This is an up-to-date 49.1% is, is as of now, um, his ownership in ESPN leagues. Uh, yeah, I mean, he looked really good. Um, 75 yards off 13 carries, 5.7 yards per clip. Um yeah, I think he's going to be the starter at the out and out starter in Tampa. Obviously, there's issues with Jameis. I mean, oh, Jameis. <sighs> After all of that hype that I gave Jameis in the off season, he goes and does this. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'd have found out that I have cut ties with Jameis. I want nothing to do with him until he's good again. 
Um, no, I mean, Ronald Jones is, has got a really good opportunity. He's better than Peyton Barber. I don't care what anyone says. He is. He, he had a rough season last season, but he'll write it this season. I mean, we see it all the time. Players that have down years and, and they get, and they come back and bounce back. That's what Ronald Jones is going to do. Go pick him up. He's available in more than half the, half of your leagues. Uh, and he'll sit there on the bench. And, yeah, if, if he does take off, then, then you've picked up a pretty good player there. Um... Other running backs, just having a look through. Chris Thompson's interesting to me. Uh, the Washington Redskins, obviously, we know Darius Geis. Oh, Darius Geis has gone down again with another knee injury. The other knee this time, but it's the knee nonetheless. And he's going to miss some time, a few weeks at least. Adrian Peterson is there, of course. He's going to be uh, the kind of the one-two down runner, you would assume. Um, but look, Washington, they're going to be behind a lot this year, I think. Um because of that lack of talent on the offense, which means they're going to be throwing a bit more. And, you know, as Case Keenum showed uh, last week, he, he's more than capable of doing that. Um, and, yeah, Chris Thompson had 68 receiving yards um, off seven receptions. So he's going to be used. He's going to be a, a quick dump-off option for Keenum, um, and especially when you're behind. You need, a, you need a guy like that. And Chris Thompson has been fantasy relevant in the past. So he is well worth it. it at the moment, I think he's owned in about 27% of leagues. So he's readily available for you to go pick up. And again, stash on your bench to see if he takes off. There could be some really nice matchups uh, down the line. And just as an honourable mention for Malcolm Brown for the Los Angeles Rams running back. Uh, the backup for Todd Gurley. But he was used... He got the touchdown. He was used on the goal line. I worry for Todd Gurley. And Malcolm Brown is clearly the backup. I don't want to hear about Darrell Henderson. It's definitely Malcolm Brown. So if you've, especially if you've got Todd Gurley, go back him up with Malcolm Brown. But Malcolm Brown has got a standalone value as well. Only owned in about, about 12.5% of leagues at the moment. 53 rushing yards and two touchdowns he got. Uh, so that, you know, paints a big picture at the Rams, what they want to do with their running backs. Uh, okay, wide receiver. Uh, Andy has picked out Terry McLaurin from the Washington Redskins. 27.8% ownage. Uh, ownage, is that even a word? Owned, <laughs> owned by 27% of people on ESPN leagues. Uh, he looked fantastic. Terry McLaurin, are you kidding me? And uh, we're talking a lot about Washington, actually. Uh, as I mentioned, Case Keenum and uh, Chris Thompson, but... But for me, Terry McLaurin was a standout guy uh, against Philly this week. And he, yeah, he looked really, really impressive. A 69-yard bomb from Case Keenum. Uh, he led the receiver group with uh, five receptions, set off seven targets, 125 yards. Uh, yeah, it's it's there for the taking, that job, the wide receiver one position in, in Washington. And if he can continue to continue to play at that level holy smokes they've got a good option there especially with Jordan Reed out so yeah a lot of love for the Washington Redskins on this show but uh, I think it's for a negative reason because I think they're going to be from behind they're going to be throwing a lot more um, even though they did take Philadelphia yeah, they did you know they went 17-0 up I think didn't they in the first half um, uh, on Sunday so they did start off very well ended up losing the game of course but no uh, Terry McLaurin a very solid add for you um 
in that game as well, obviously, we saw Deshaun Jackson just go off 154 receiving yards, two touchdowns, a bit of a, re- of a revenge game against the Redskins, and he showed them, didn't he? Wow, what a game. Uh, so, yeah, another another option. Uh, wide receiver is so deep, so you can just stick these guys on your bench and pick the matchups. Um, you know what Deshaun Jackson is. Deshaun Jackson's a speed guy, a deep threat, so... If you do a bit of research before you you're picking your your lineups and you see that he's going to have a mismatch, uh, cornerback, a, a less experienced cornerback or a slower cornerback, plug him in, man. Plug him in. Do your research and and see who's going to be uh, shadowing Deshaun Jackson because if he gets a good matchup like he did this week, he is going to fly off. Uh, he is high owned though. I think he's like eighty five percent owned at the minute, so uh, he might not be available. Uh, one to avoid. John Ross from the Cincinnati Bengals. There's a lot of hype about him because obviously he had a massive game. 158 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Uh, very similar to uh, just four more yards than Deshaun Watson. Deshaun um, Watson, Deshaun Jackson, sorry. Uh, but no, John Ross for me is a little bit of a fade because yeah, he's only done it once. Like, he he's Clearly he's talented, but he gets injured a lot he is made of glass. He won't do that every week. And I just think you've got to be cautious. Uh, AJ Green's going to come back. Uh, Tyler Boyd's going to take up. He's going to demand some targets uh, out wide for, for the Bengals. So I, I just think that this might be a little bit of a one-week wonder from John Ross. So proceed with caution will be my advice there. Um Tight ends, Lester. Uh, sort of an honourable mention for Marquise Brown. Obviously, you have to mention him because he's only sort of thirty-five percent owned. Uh, this guy, Marquise Brown, he was only on the. I think he only played twelve snaps against the Dolphins. So you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. Yes, he was great. Yes, Baltimore looked fantastic. I think a lot of that's got to do with how terrible the Miami Dolphins are, however. I don't think Marquise Brown is going to get that kind of opportunity every week, but it's certainly interesting. Uh, he would be he, He's a good candidate for me to have a look at week two, and if he's still available at the end of week two, then maybe we pull the trigger there. Um, but if you're skinny at wide receiver, why not? He's a decent rookie um, with obviously uh, in, in, a good, in a good team. They're a good young team, Baltimore. Uh, let's head on to the tight ends. Um, only really one that stood out for me. Uh, well, two, actually. Two guys that stood out. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, the rookie tight end from the Detroit Lions. Man, he looked good. He looked really, really good. And he kind of he squashed that. Uh, squashed? Quashed? Quashed. He quashed that narrative of rookie tight ends, didn't he? Absolutely smashed it. 131 receiving yards and a touchdown. 25 fantasy points and yeah i i think that uh, matt stafford's gonna love this guy because uh, he can do it all uh he's a really good all-round tight end and we've spoke about that on the podcast many times before um personally i found i i preferred noah fant personally but tj hawkinson was was right up there obviously he's a, a top 10 nfl draft pick so he's he's the real deal um there was question marks whether he'd be used because Matt Stafford hasn't really used tight ends in the past. But 
131 receiving yards proves that maybe he will be used. And uh, yeah, that could be a very, very good pickup. I've picked him up in a couple of leagues today. Uh, as we stand, he is currently owned at, in 63.6. So he is still widely available. If you've got tight end troubles, which you probably will, because if you haven't got any, of the, if you haven't got the top three wide receivers in the league, then it's likely that you probably will benefit from having someone like TJ Hawkinson. Uh, definitely. Uh, and the other white, uh, tight end who I've, I've had a lot of love for this offseason is Darren Waller. Uh, apologies, I haven't got his ownership numbers. Um, but he, he looked great for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, he's got another good matchup this week. Spoiler alert for you that I'm going to talk him, about him a little bit more uh, very, very shortly indeed. Um who else have we got here uh, Andy Moore has said uh, AJ Brown uh, wide receiver Tennessee Titans uh, 7.3% owned uh, yeah he looked good another rookie but again you've got to take these rookies you got you have got to just maybe give the rookies another week I, I would say uh, especially AJ Brown I don't think I'd pick AJ Brown up this week but he's definitely he had a good he had a, uh, a good game um, against a, a tough Browns defense um, you know so we wasn't expecting that uh and yeah, 100-yard game for him. So fantastic, AJ Brown. Uh, personally, I'm going to wait another week to see what he looks like against Indy. Um, but yeah, again, he, he he was a high draft pick, I think second round, um, and highly touted coming out of college. So he's got every op- every opportunity to be a, a really good wide receiver in the league. Um, honorable mentions. Oh, I've already gone through them. Uh, John Ross. Well, no, not, not John Ross. Uh, Deshaun Jackson and Malcolm Brown. Um Let's go through some drop-ems. Uh, they're not many. Uh, Peyton Barber running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, we just spoke about Ronald Jones and how I think and Andy thinks as well that he is going to be the main running back in Tampa Bay. I think they're going to be playing from a lot buff, a lot from behind, so I don't think there's going to be too many rushing opportunities there. And all those op- rushing opportunities, the main opportunities are going to go through Ronald Jones. I think... Peyton, Peyton Barber, I agree with Andy, is a complete fade. So go ahead and drop him. Um, Nick Foles, obviously, with the injury, you're going to drop him. Uh, uh, just a little word about the injuries. Don't go ahead and... Oh, I just dropped my phone. Don't drop your phone. Uh, but also don't drop um, players like uh, Tariq Hill, obviously. He's only going to be missing four or five weeks. Darius guys, four to six weeks. Keep them keep them because they're good well we we don't know about Darius guys to be fair but you know the talent's there but players like Tyreek Hill they are difference makers on your fantasy team and you've just got to wait if you've got an IR spot great stick on IR uh, Tevin Coleman's another one um, you know he is the main guy in San Francisco he will be back he's got a high ankle sprain it's going to be four to six weeks but he will be back so don't drop them because they, they they can't that's what your bench is for that's what your IR spots are for so do do use them accordingly um one person i'm happy to drop and i've been dropping everywhere uh is anthony miller for, uh, the chicago the chicago bears wide receiver and also i have been dropping um oh man who are, oh jonah allison as well because he had a, a you know, duck egg both of them uh this week in the same game um some people are high on Anthony Miller and Jordan Madison, and yeah, I get it. Uh, but for me, both of those are drop candidates because they showed me nothing this week. Anyway, that just about sums it up for uh, the waiver wire and drop them part of the show. We'll cut this off here and we'll go into the yeah the weekly starts. Starts. 
and sits. Man, I really do need to work on that uh, <laughs> American accent, don't I? Anyway, <clears throat> um, let's let's get into these starts and sits. These these guys that I'm going to give you here, uh, just a few names, are players that are maybe teetering on your your lineups. You don't know whether to start them or sit them. You're you're not quite sure, or it could be that I just really really like their opportunity this week. So it could be a a slightly higher echelon player that you would assume would be in your starts, but I'm just going to give you some sort of extra uh, heads up for it. But um, let's let's kick it off at quarterback. Um, I am starting this week uh, Jared Goff from the LA Rams against the New Orleans Saints and it's a simple reason the New Orleans Saints get stuck in shootouts. Uh, we, we saw that in week one against Houston. We saw that all last year. Um, when you've got two pow- when you've got a powerful offense coming into into town or I think the Rams are at home this week actually. Um, there's always a shootout because um, the New Orleans Saints are, are powerful on offense, and yeah, when they get up against another team that's got the same sort of uh, manpower, then then there's there's going to be an explosion, and that's going to happen this week. I predict um, in Los Angeles, uh, and Jared Goff is going to fully utilize his receiving options of Cooper Cup. Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, I think they're going to all have nice weeks this week. Um, and yeah, Jared Goff for me is is going to have a twenty plus point week or twenty five point plus week, I would say. So he's well and truly my quarterback startum this week. Um, my my QB sitem is is Kyler Murray. Um, I am sorry, I cannot buy into Kyler Murray, and I know he looked pretty good in the fourth quarter against Detroit in week one I still can't buy it I still can't buy it he's, he's five foot eight going on five foot three because um, he's not five foot eight I hate to sit or five foot ten whatever he's slated at he's he's not that tall he's tiny and I know obviously with six foot five offensive lineman in front of him he's always going to look small but I can't see how he can see over the top of the line because he's so small and he's just going he's going to get murdered He's going to get murdered behind the O-line because the O-line's got more holes than a Swiss cheese slice. So, you know, he's he's going to get murdered. feel sorry for him because I think he's talent. I really do think he's talented, but I just don't think he's cut out for the NFL. I really don't. Uh, I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. I can't see it behind the O-line, though. The O-line needs to get some serious strength behind it um, to give him some time to do what he needs to do. Uh, and they're going against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the Baltimore Ravens have had a mean defense for a few years now, and, and they're still mean. Um, you know, they obviously they had a good game against Miami. Uh, that's not hard. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that he's going to struggle again this week. I think it's going to be um, the, th- the first three quarters of of Week One was terrible. Uh, quite frankly, it was terrible, and I think it's going to be a much more of that come week two so that's the reason why Kyler Murray is my sit at quarterback uh, let's go to running backs I am all over Sony Michelle this week uh, it's quite an easy one because the New, the New Orleans the New England Patriots are against Miami and we have just seen what happens in Miami it's going to be a case of you start all of your players that play Miami each week Every week of the fantasy season, you start your fantasy players against Miami. But Sony Michel, for me, is one that could be on the fence for you because he had a poor, very poor week one. 
this is a comeback game for him. He's going to get a lot of the ball. Um, New, York, New England are going to be up. They're going to want to stretch him and, and give him some, some reps. He could have 100-plus yards rushing uh, this week, Sonny Michel. So plug him in your lineups. The sit of the week for me, um, man, I've been hating him a lot this, this offseason, so to give him another battering in week two is uh, might be pretty harsh. Um, but it is, unfortunately, uh, Philip Lindsay from the uh, Denver Broncos, and it's more a situational thing for him. Uh, I, I haven't, I must admit, I haven't watched the tape from uh, Monday night, so I don't know how well he played, but obviously... Denver don't look like a good team. They lost against Oakland. Um, you know, it's not a good start for them. Uh, this week, they go up against the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Only the best defense, uh, arguably the best defense in in football. Uh, um, so yeah, I think uh, it's it's going to be hard. Last week they gave up four fantasy points to running backs. Um, obviously, uh, Aaron Jones. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be so tough for Denver to get anything going against Chicago, uh, despite the fact that they're at home. That could be a bit of an advantage, but again, I think they're going to be from behind. I don't think they're going to do a lot with the running game. I think Philip Lindsay is just going to not get the looks that Philip Lindsay needs to be successful. Um, so, yeah, for me, he is my sit of the week. Uh, wide receiver, start up Michael Gallup look at him last week he was fantastic he is taking the next step up this year uh by the end of the year here's a bold take for you but is it bold i don't know here's my bold ish take for you michael gallup will be the out and out wide receiver one in dallas this year and he will be a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy um I'm all aboard it. He he looked he looked brilliant. He really did look like like I said he took up the next step. Uh, Dak Prescott knows how to use him, and he goes against Washington Redskins, who have just seen be torched by the likes of Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Nelson Aguilar a little bit. So yeah, there's going to be plenty of air yards up for grabs, and Dallas looked Dallas looked good. Dallas looked good. I don't. Dallas are like the Man United, aren't they? Let me start that again. Dallas are like the Manchester United, aren't they? If you don't support them, you don't particularly like them. But boy, they were good. They they look good. Um, Seeks back, obviously. Dak looked uh, looked like a different quarterback. Um, they got weapons. Michael Gallup's the best wide receiver on that team. Might be controversial because I know they've got Amari Cooper, but Michael Gallup for me is fantastic, and I'm starting him. Um, okay, let me get off this gravy train and take you down a notch. Um, the divisional rivals, actually, for New York Giants, Sterling Shepard. Uh, and I know a lot of you might say, well, yeah, he is pretty much a fade at this point of the season, especially after last week. Uh, but again, they get up against the Buffalo Bills. He's the only wide receiver at the moment until Golden Tate comes back. He's the only wide receiver that has any real opportunity to get the ball, I think. So going against Buffalo Bills, he's going to have Tredavious White against him. He's going to suffer. Uh, it's going to go through Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard like it did against De- um, Dallas at the weekend. And Sterling Shepard is just going to be a ghost out there. He's, I, st- I think he's still struggling with his uh, finger injury, I believe, hand injury. So he's a fade for me this week. And again, it might be a little bit obvious for some of you, but some people have got him there who draft him because he is the wide receiver one on his team. Um 
but he's definitely a sit for me this week. Tight end, I did mention it in the waiver show. It's Darren Waller from the Oakland Raiders. I love, uh, I love this position for him. Excuse me. Um, I shouldn't drink fizzy pop while podcasting because it's making me very gassy. <laughs> I'm so attractive. Um, similar to the New, similar to New Orleans, my wife must love me. She must love me. She's a lucky girl. She's a lucky girl. Uh, like the New Orleans Saints, um, the Kansas City Chiefs are just they're stuck in shootouts like constantly because the offense is so powerful that whoever they're playing against just has to come back at them with the offense. And I think. Oakland Raiders, like I said, I didn't actually haven't watched the game against Denver. Naughty Rob uh, should do that. But judging by the box score, Derek Carr looked like he had a pretty good game. Darren Waller was used over the middle. Tyrell Williams had over 100 yards, I believe. Um, so they could do it. They can do it. And Darren Waller is the second best receiver on that team. So he's going to be utilised. Um, and for any of you that are thinking, ah, will he, is there a tight end spot? Uh, hello, Jared Cook last year was like a really good tight end in fantasy football. And he was with the Oakland Raiders and Derek Carr. So, yeah, start up Darren Waller. Stick him in your teams because he is not going away. And he is going to be a top 10 tight end in fantasy this year. Guaranteed he could even be knocking on the door of the top five. Um, not being. I'm not shying away from... from from Darren Waller at all and this week is a week that you start him Kansas City have not got a great defense um you know Jacksonville were able to Gardner Minshew was able to pick them apart and I know I've been a fan of Gardner Minshew on this show so far but he's a rookie who's never played in the NFL and he picked them apart 22 out of 25 passes they're not a good defense they're a great offense not a good defense so yeah Darren Waller is my start and I don't have I don't have a sit at tight end and it's not because I don't not like anyone but the, the sort of the tight ends that I went through that I don't particularly like this week I I don't think you're going to be starting anyway it's like Kyle Rudolph um, I don't like him this week and um uh, Nick Vanette from Seattle. It's uh, there's a whole host of players I don't particularly like at tight end this week, but none of them are worth mentioning because you're probably not going to start them anyway. Um, so all of your you're going to start all of your sort of your, your top ten guys and and players like Darren Waller, T.J. Hawkinson, put them in, put them in. Um, so yeah, that is the start and sits. Um, I hope I'm not waffling too much i know i said i'd be maybe 20 25 minutes in this show and i think uh let's have a time check uh yeah just clipping 30 minutes now so i didn't i didn't, didn't stray too far away from what i said but uh but yeah thanks for sticking with us and again apologies for the croakiness uh <laughs> hopefully by this time next week i'll be back in full flow uh, and hopefully we'll have a guest on as well it is quite difficult doing these shows on on our own. Um, Lee does a good job with the college podcast on his own, and uh, so inspirationally uh, for for me doing this on my own tonight. So I hope it's come across all right. And yeah, we'll be back next week with another podcast. But keep your eyes peeled on the website. I have got my start sit um, article coming out at the end of the week, and Dilly is doing a DraftKings piece um, for for DFS. Um, so yeah, it's plenty. To dig your teeth in. We've also got something going on on the website at the moment. Um, I think they're calling it NFL 100. 
something that I'm, I'm not involved in, unfortunately. Um, too much fantasy football work to do. Um, you know, no rest for the wicked is what they say. Uh, but uh, the, the lads are all getting together and writing um, 100 NFL memories. Um, things that have inspired you in the past. Uh, and that's, it's actually open. It's not just our NFL. It's not just the full 10 yards writing staff that are writing these articles. It's open to anyone. So if you fancy writing a, a, a short article, 400 to 800 words, about your favourite NFL memory... Go ahead, go contact Tim uh, on Twitter or go, go just to contact the, the the main page there at full ten yards because uh yeah, we'll get you in touch with, with Tim who can who can definitely tell you what, what needs to be written and uh you can write your favourite memory. Uh, as it's the NFL one hundred seasons of course, hundred year, whatever it is, uh this year we thought we'd do that, which is a good idea. Um so yeah, plenty going up on, on the website at the moment and of course the college stuff um is kicking off as well. Uh it's a good listen. Go listen to the, to the college podcast, even if you're not really into college. Get into it because it's so good. It's such a good thing to watch on a Saturday night. Uh, and of course, the the boys, uh, Tim and Adam, on the on the betting side of things, uh, had a good podcast last week. They actually hit on a few few good takes um, as I listened intently and followed. Uh, some of their uh, some of their bet. I had a bet come in actually um, this week, which was pretty good. I had. Um, it was a cash out, I'll be honest, but it was uh, Chris Carson. Oh God, what am I doing now? Um, it was three players to score two touchdowns, and two players definitely scored. Chris Carson was one of them. I can't remember the other one. Um, might have been Austin Eckler. Uh, it was Austin Eckler, and the other one was Chris Goldwyn, and he scored one. And my cash out was like 120 quid. I was like, yeah, I'll take that because I don't think Chris Carson and um, I don't think James Winston's capable of throwing another touchdown in this game. And so luckily for me, I did cash out. Lovely little 120 quid in the back pocket. Don't tell the wife though, because I told her I don't bet. You see, I'm not a gambler, you know. Um, but it's only a cheeky couple of quid. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up because I am I am waffling now. So this is the end of the show. Uh, I will leave it here. Uh, take it easy, peeps. And in the words of the great Kevin Cadle, it's bye bye for now. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Full Ten Yards podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full Ten Yards or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.